1: What's up? Welcome back to another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse, um, and I have a great and special co-host. Um, I'm going to introduce her shortly. Her name is Egypt. Uh, she's my good, good, good girlfriend and also somebody that I look up to. She can talk a lot of shit. She knows a lot about a lot of things. Um, and so I thought she would be perfect to fill in for JC, who's not able to make it here tonight. So let's go ahead and bring Egypt on into the room clap back give egypt a warm welcome in these comments let her know that you're glad to see her and listen egypt all you got to do tonight is just be yourself give us your honest opinion i, I don't know any
2: other way to show up
1: so <laughs> good. i'm
2: excited good 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 well
1: let's before we move right into our topics let's do some brief introductions um let us know a little bit about you just real quick so that we can kind of get to know your background uh, so we can kind of know where your opinion's coming from. Who is Egypt?
2: Um, Egypt. Egypt is um, a natural hair care stylist. I have been in the game for about 20 something years now. It's my passion is what I love to do. Um, And I have embarked on this journey of wellness. I would say pretty much all my life, but you know how you can kind of go back and forth with um, struggling with who you're really supposed to be. And so finally I am taking the bull by the reins and I am just (sighs) taking it all in and I am letting my true self just guide me through this journey crazy life, you know? So I, um, yes, yeah, so that's where I am with that right now. Um, I love what it is that I do, which is, you know, my first love here. And like I said, wellness is just something that was brought back to me um, through, it started out with my dad. And so I am just living life right now.
1: You know, it's funny because I think wellness is a topic or wellness right now can kind of be a buzzword. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of hit the industry and and as it should. Right. It should be more highly pub- publicized. But I think a lot of people think of wellness and they think of maybe just like diet and exercise and things of that nature. Um, but really, you have created a lot of programming that takes a holistic approach to wellness and it's like mind, body, spirit and in and, and like really thinking about the food that we eat and how that turns into fuel, how that can t- turn into like the way that we think, the words that come out of our mouth, what we read, how we ingest those things. So you guys, Egypt has a holistic approach in a real way. Um so make sure you guys tap in. We're going to put her link in the bio wwwegyptomni She's got a couple things on her website. She's also makes some bomb sea moss for everybody who's tapped in with that 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 superfood. She was curing all of us during COVID at the time when we couldn't get in these hospitals y'all. Like literally she had those emergency
2: packs. What what, what were you calling them again? Um, I was calling them the uh, just the, a wellness package. Was um, it the wellness? It can, I thought it had a name. It had. um I don't know. My mind is drawing a blank right now, honestly, because I. It, I can't I remember. When that was a immunity time. boost. It was called the immunity boost pack, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a wellness kit, community like wellness kit, something of that sort. Right now, yeah. I've actually taken it down from off of my website because I'm in the process of like scaling my business and really trying to find out, not find out, but really trying to not be a jack of all trades, but just honestly trying to. Um, Hone in. Do things. Yes, just be be very very intentional about what it is that I want to do and that because I've worked so hard and so long at mastering um hair I think that the way that my approach is now is finding that wellness is um beauty is a part of wellness so Mm -hmm. when COVID happened and I had those immune boosting kits that's what it was called it was immune boosting kit. And I found a way to be able to um, still remain relevant, valid and creative during COVID. And my creativity trans transitioned from hair to um, continuing to keep my family well, you know, that was, a, I think, a main priority. And I was able to like, things that I remember some of the things that my father used to that my father taught me and some things that I just started to like research and pull like this kit together which was um like the energy shots it was black sea oil it was sea moss and what else was it um elderberry elderberry shots those things were going flying off the shelf
1: yeah uh, you know what I was just thinking as you were talking I was like you know I was thinking of your title and really you're like a, you're an artist maybe we start calling you a wellness
2: artist oh I love it let me put that in my notes because you know I forget everything but yes Wait, a wellness tap artist into I'm that. Just tap like, into yeah. that Well, look, I want to welcome you guys to
1: the show. So glad you're taking the opportunity to stream in. If you haven't already, make sure you share the stream. Let somebody know that we are live so they can join in. Um, There's a topic that came across the desk, honey. Um, I thought this would be a good topic for you, Egypt. Really, you and I, uh, because we've had several conversations about this. Okay. So there is a new study that found that marijuana harms the development in the first trimester of pregnancy. So if you're pregnant and you're using any form of a cannabis product, you might wanna consider stopping. Um, Like I said, the new study is basically saying that there is a health impact on the use of marijuana in the early, early stages of pregnancy. Um, And so there's a quote from the College of Medicine at Central Michigan University in Mount Pleasant, and it says this. That's why these findings are especially important. People can often be well into the first trimester and don't even know they're pregnant. Um, And so with that being said, they're saying our study drills down to look very specifically at a specific time and point in their pregnancy, the first trimester. And they found that there was a significant decrease in birth weights. So that's kind of messed up, especially if you already smoke or you use cannabis products. Of course, you know, you typically don't find out you're pregnant until maybe between, I would say, maybe five to 12 weeks. You know, you just may not know. And then some women even later than that. So if you do tap in and use cannabis products, this is something that could be potentially really harmful. But what do you think? Because there's a ton of studies that always happen. You're the wellness artist. We know that marijuana is a plant. What's your take on this? So
2: my take is... Um, I'm going to say to each his own, right? And the reason that I say that is because I I don't like to like say you should and shouldn't be doing this. I think that people have to live their lives the way that they see fit. But number one, smoking is not a good thing for you. If you, I would say if you're going to do marijuana, I, I wouldn't recommend smoking it, number one. But okay. if you, most people that are trying or are in the, the, if they're trying to get pregnant, if they are doing things to get pregnant, you should secondly know your body. So it really, I don't know that it should take that amount of time. I think that, um... That's interesting, too, to, for it to be such a long amount of time for you to realize, hey, I'm pregnant. But I also think that the media feeds you shit yeah. to get you paranoid, to make you feel like. Because I also know that people from different parts of the, of the world, you know, that that's it's a ritual for them. It's something that they do It's something that they're always going to do just because it's their lifestyle do they have a low birth weight? I mean, it's subjective based on where you where you are born. Um, right. so yeah. I I kind of straddle the fence. I can't, I'm honestly just gonna say that part of me says it's bullshit because it's just, it's almost like the food pyramid where they're saying, oh, eat your dairy, eat your this, eat your that. And now yeah. they're like, black people should not is. be eating dairy, right? So it's just. I think that it I think that the media feed you what they want you to. It's the way to be able to control you. I,
1: I would agree. You know, when we think about studies, we have to really be careful about how. How we respond to them because we okay, always want to think about that sample pool. Like, what I sampled? What a hundred people, two hundred people, five people. Like, what's this sample pool? And do they have any underlying health conditions that are a part mm-hmm. of this? You know, mm-hmm. did they? Do they have high blood pressure? What, what kind of diet do they have? If you're a pregnant woman just listen to your body, eat the right foods, you know, take care of your, your, your fitness, make sure you stay
2: mobile and active. Um, absolutely. I, I don't recommend been t- smoking for anybody that's pregnant though. Just like, okay. hands down. I, I, I have to be clear about, I'm not advocating. I am on a live. Oh, <laughs> bring, bring my no. Phoenix. <laughs>
1: marijuana
2: right now okay back up my leg I told you my legs are here Um, so the point that I'm making is I'm not recommending anybody that that is with child that is trying to get pregnant I would just say stay away from those things um and, hmm. you know, just, you know, follow through with what Julia is saying, where it's like, you know, do what you're supposed to be doing, eat healthy, drink plenty of water, exercise, be mobile, stay away from the weed. Like that's just the bottom line. I, I don't, I'm not an advocate for weed per se. I'm an advocate for what is, what resonates with your lifestyle, right? Yeah. If you can afford to do it, if you're not trying to bring kids into this world and smoke weed at the same time. But, but like I you said, know, the media is definitely boring. another
1: thing, too, is like if if it's if all risky behaviors should probably just be dialed back while you're pregnant, like just relax. Are you um,
2: not I be M- a parent? M- I like love every M- parenthood, like yeah, oh like God. it's just scale it like, back. Shut up, like <laughs> That's just the bottom line. I think that some. I think that when you're thinking about bringing a child into the world, that you just should pull, chill out with a lot of the stuff that you were doing before you had kids, and save that for a later part of your life. Like, yeah, that it's part. A point where you becoming selfless and you can't really. It just just don't do the shit. Just don't do it. That's the bottom line. At that That's time, just yeah. relax. Uh, Speaking of parenthood,
1: I think this rolls us into a really great topic. And I want to talk to you guys about Brian Laundrie's mother. Okay, so if you guys don't remember, Brian Laundrie is the the boyfriend of Gabby Petito. And, you know, they were that relationship couple. They traveled all throughout the country in a minivan. Um, It was highly... uh, uh, aired on mainstream media about the disappearance of Gabby Petito. He was not arrested initially. I think he was like free for like a whole like six to eight weeks. And then all of a sudden he just took off and went to the desert um, and he offed himself. But here is what makes this crazy. The a letter that Brian Laundrie's mother Um, put in his book bad has now come to life and it's called Burn After Reading. Let's take a look. Uh. (laughs) It's crazy. Okay.
2: Now the bizarre letter written by the mother of Brian Laundrie, the man who killed his girlfriend, Gabby Petito, and then committed suicide. She seems to be telling her son that she would do anything for him, even cover up a crime. Amra Cagliano has
3: more. A chilling letter Brian Laundrie's mother wrote to her son has just been made public. That letter is now at the center of this ongoing legal battle between these two families. If you're in jail, I will bake a cake with a file in it. Roberta Laundry wrote, if you need to dispose of a body, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. On the front, she wrote, burn after reading. Laudry's mom says the undated letter was written when Gabby Petito was alive and well before the couple even left for their ill-fated road trip around the United States in the summer of 2021. Brian Laudry would later kill Gabby and then take his own life. In court documents, Laudry's mom says of the letter, while I used words that seemed to have a connection with Brian's actions and his taking of Gabby's life, I never would have fathomed the events that unfolded months later. My words to Brian were meant to convey my love and support. The letter was at the center of legal wrangling in a Florida courtroom yesterday. Gabby's parents are suing Laundrie's parents for emotional distress. I spoke to the Petito's attorney, Patrick Riley, today. What do you make of this letter?
4: It's incredibly disturbing who writes a letter like that to their children. I think there's two reasonable inferences from reading that letter. Uh, Either that Roberta Laundrie had a suspicion that her son Brian might commit some kind of crime for which she'd have to help bury a body and bake a cake or uh, that this was written after Gabby had passed away. I don't know which one is true, uh, but that'll be up for the jury to decide.
2: And that's because a judge has ruled that the contents of that letter can be used as evidence in the civil suit against the Laundries. well that's some tea for you honey
1: uh okay so we were talking about parenthood egypt are you going to aid and abet your child i'll i'll take this first let me tell you something that you know what pisses me off about this whole thing is the fact that her son did not burn the freaking letter I was about to go to bat for you. I'm going to war for you. I'm about to. In the letter, what she says, "I'm, gonna bad, shovel. Bad I'm a shovel. I'm to dig it up. I'm gonna bury the body. I'm a, like." She helped him get away, and bruh, you did not burn the letter. So now, after you killed yourself, I still got to take a L for you. So really, yeah. I mean, the sad part about it is, is that her son was just, for a lack of, Dumb as shit. Dumb as shit. Like what I've in so- the world. That you know what? Let me tell you something. This couldn't like he had a real it, it's not a suspicion about whether or not she knew what was going on. Like the mother, a mother knows she knew something yes. will not right. She knew something wasn't right. It doesn't matter if it was before or after she knew something wasn't right. And she wrote the letter, slipped it into his bag. And it's like, listen, I got your back. Like, I don't know what happened yeah, for sure. Happened. But if you did kill her, like, just let me know where to let me know. And then we just gonna, I'm going to make it happen.
2: That's I'm loud, also baby. thrown off. <laughs> I'm like majorly thrown off at the fact that you you wrote this. It's giving son. I gotta meet you. This I can't do this over the phone. I can't. Di- Where are you? We need to talk. No, the she ambi-
1: put it in his backpack. She wrote. The, he was staying with him his, with his mother and father. He killed the girl, came home randomly. Nobody was like, everyone's like, where's Gabby? Came home, where's Gabby? He's like, I don't know. We got into a fight and now I don't know where she's at. They've been together for some years, like two, three years. You come home, then you're home for a few weeks. Everybody's like, where's Gabby, bro? Like, where's Gabby? So now the police are putting the press, like, you got to tell us where your missing girlfriend is. Bruh, your mother knows. You did
2: something, your mother knows, but this is what I'm saying the amount of time that you did, you say nothing to your son. Why would you not slip him that letter while he's sleep? <laughs> I'm blaming him, bro. I-, I gotta give you something, read, don't say nothing, just read. Oh, this you mean let him read it and then take it back. Yeah, like, she ain't, we she didn't, she and we gonna burn, burn it together. Burn. But I'm not sliding nothing in your book. I'm saying the mother just is dumb. She dumb, and she birthed a, another dummy. It's two dummies trying to get away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> it is not giving that. That
1: you know what? That's that's exactly right. Nothing else needs to be said. I could
2: never be that. Not I could never because I've been dumb. On so many occasions, but that? Then it's like he <laughs> off, he coming there, he chilling. So you know your son off. You mean <laughs> to tell me you're not gonna pull him to the side like a hey, slim? Listen, whatever you did, just tell me I got you or don't tell me, but I got you. <laughs> but not?
1: But not in a handwritten letter that's signed Love Mom.
2: That looks like thing. it's crazy handwriting. The handwriting is crazy. You didn't even, you didn't even type it up. Well, I wouldn't have put it, it
1: on paper. I would no, have, probably, this I I have said. just said it. I would have just said it. And like you said, you just wake him up at, you know, 2.30 in the morning. I wouldn't have been able to sleep shit.
2: in there. Because I'm like, my son is a killer. Is he going to kill me? We got to get to the bottom of it. Oh, you know I'm scary anyway. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. You, you super paranoid when they come home and they yeah. act like you're lying
2: to me oh. about where you're, where she at. <laughs> Stop. Don't you throw It's too many. It's too many. Emma, Emily Stockman says, tell me, but don't tell me <laughs> this. What I'm saying? Like, I want to know. Yeah. But I don't want to know. It's given.
1: I don't want to know. Matter of fact, just don't come home to me with that. Like, don't even put me in that situation. Just if you killed your girlfriend, you just needed, and you was gonna end up offing yourself. You should have just did that yeah, all at one I- time.
2: Just get it all over with at the same time.
1: Yeah, he he let that run out. Oh, yeah, Mama, I would I would turn him over to the police. You know. I I don't I don't let's see it. Would anybody else tap into the comments? Would anybody else turn in their child if they knew they, you know, committed this type of crime? Would you turn in your child? Let's see. Let's see what we get in the comments. Um, we're still having a conversation yeah. about mothers and children. Um, and our next topic kind of speaks to the same thing, except we're talking about Aisha Curry um, and Aisha just did. Uh, interview with Insider and she talks about uh, having some regrets about overexposing her daughter Riley on social media. So if you guys remember their oldest daughter used to do a bunch of you know interviews and stuff with Steph Um, you know she was like in the limelight for a while and so she was saying that you know during the pandemic uh, it really pushed her t- and her family to c- become more private because at the time it was just like she said, we kind of had a revolving door all the time where it was just open and exposed. And if you remember, Aisha was pretty um argumentative online, like on Twitter, she was really open. She talked a lot you know okay. it, it was it was given a lot um but now she says she has those regrets she does wish um she said you know when the social media thing kind of started nobody knew what that was going to become and she's like if i had known back in the day how chaotic it would make my life mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. i'd done it so she's scaling back what are your thoughts on her take and then children and social media cuz i know you have phoenix um your daughter a lot on your social media platform. So how? what is your take on that? Um, and then kind of the exposure and, you know, w-
2: w- what do you think? I think everything in moderation. I think that, um, like she said, nobody knew how social media was going to take off. I think that initially you think that it's something that um, you can do and it, you don't think about it as, exploitation or just too much of you know like um, a thing where you are putting your child at risk but there are some levels to um, just exposing your child to too much I don't I, I think that when I put Phoenix on it's really nobody ba- it's 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 just us. Nobody is really like interfering with it. So that's another thing where it's just like, mm, I don't know. And then um just having other people come in with certain things at a at a certain age, I feel like it's just it it could be too much. But mm-hmm. then again, they're celebrities. So it's right. the thing where you're already in a certain limelight anyway, um, so I think that, like I said, I'm never one to say you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. You have to do what's, what's right for your family. And I think that I, I I commend her now for scaling back. Once you notice there's some things that you need to change and changing them, taking the responsibility to um, the accountability, being accountable for that and saying, mm, I don't think I really want to do this. That's parenting that's the right type of parenting now allowing it to continue where you feeling like it could be compromising what's going on at home then that's the problem
1: so very very well said um I I guess I'm a little bit surprised that she felt like it was overexposure you know as a viewer from a viewer's point of view I thought that um they were very tasteful in having their child on the front lines. And it, it, you know, as a consumer of content, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, we got exactly what we wanted. We wanted to see her um, with her dad and and grow and things like that. And we loved watching their family kind of um, grow in front of us and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I think it's great that she's also like, all right, we got our kids. You know, Steph Curry is not, you know, a brand new athlete. You know, he's a seasoned um yes. a franchise player right now. Um and I love that. But I also think about, you know, LeBron and his family and how private mm-hmm. they are on social uh, on social media, you know. Um Ronnie, you know, his whole social media page is just about basketball and Savannah, you know, you barely see her doing anything that isn't classy and timeless. So it's interesting, the two dichotomies of like how personal people will get on social media. But, you know, it, to each his own, you know, just if you mm-hmm. feel like it's too for your kids or you feel like it's too much for your household, do
2: what fits best. I think that's kind of the Absolutely. theme for tonight. It's just do what fits yeah. you. Do what, so, do what resonates with you. But I can honestly say that I haven't even seen that one. Like I know the family, but I'm so far removed yeah. when it comes to certain things that it's just like mm, I didn't. And I, and that's something that I probably would like because I love wholesome approaches. Like sometimes the the ratchet trashy stuff is just like I like it, but only in increments. So I yeah. would have felt like, dang you know, I do. I can. I can have a certain level of appreciation when it comes in a in a." A way where it's tasteful. I absolutely love LeBron and Savannah, though, for the record.
1: Period. They should be elevated as the couple that you want to be like. Like, their couple goals, period. That's your second popsicle, too. Oh, well, on that note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to dive into a couple, but not a power couple. We're going to talk about Denea Jackson, uh, the former or the ex wife of Derek Jackson. And she's going to talk about that body count, baby. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. One in every 500 African Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One and three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One, appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash our blood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you.
5: COVID-19 are my income, my health,
3: and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, they talked to our lender, and saved our home. Because falling on hard times does not have to mean losing your home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHAF.org.
2: everybody you know
5: me and base my girl we had to pull up to market street shoes once again y'all and
0: you know we do this every season we have to get the new shoes the new boots and this time i even got a coat yeah no you did walk in without a coat i really glad you found one but (laughs) their boots were on
1: point yes the boots the bags i even grabbed a flannel yeah you did you know and i was able to get some hats and everything i was really impressed
0: And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days.
1: Yeah, no, I I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basa wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes
2: even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please deck them out. Where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington.
1: All right, y'all, welcome back to Clapback Culture. I told you we was going to have a hot topic. Um, and listen, Denea Jackson is finally breaking her silence after um, moving on from her estranged husband, Derek Jackson. Uh, this came at a time where everybody was on the Internet because we were locked in the house. Um, and so let's take a quick look at who Denea Jackson is to remind you guys of their story. Remember, she was the girl who had the helmet of salvation. Girl. honey. Sat beside her man in silence as he admitted to cheating on social media. And baby, did it all in a good bonnet, honey. Let's take a look. In a bonnet.
2: bonnet.
0: That's what she about to get. So let's recap real quick. Derek Jackson, who preaches about healing, healthy relationships and toxicity, how to spot a fuckboy, yeah, him. He took to his Instagram back in 2021 to do a confession video with his wife at the time, Denea Jackson. He came out to his millions of fans in a really cringe worthy video where he confessed publicly about cheating on his wife. And this was of course, after he was exposed. He didn't just come out and do this. It was because he was caught. Danae's silence was worth a thousand words. People did not buy this quote-unquote apology video. And when Denea did speak out, it was a lot of biblical talk. You guys remember the helmet of salvation, AKA the bonnet. You see a bonnet? I see the helmet of salvation. You see a
5: rag, I see the helmet of salvation.
0: Chow, she even tried to put a curse on people who were speaking up for her and speaking against her marriage. It was a mess. And so I'm glad that Denea actually came out to clearly express herself and express her experiences. After that I do, was everything going great for a period of time? Was there a period of time of wedded bliss?
5: No <laughs> We're not gonna do that then So Wedded Bliss
0: um, Was it happy Was it like Oh he stopped He ain't, he ain't I, don't, I don't, I'm not threatened By other women That he's bringing Into the relationship no. We're good He's thriving He's doing these car videos And he's He's thriving Inspiring millions Of women across the world And he's treating me The same way As what he's telling Other women To accept treatment As he's honoring me As his queen I'm his wife And he's treating me Accordingly
5: okay so no (laughs) no it was not and I I wish it had been but so after that we you know we went on our honeymoon that was great um even at the honeymoon it was like he was on his phone a lot and so you know i felt some type of way about that but i like you know whatever you know he has to worry because you know look at look at the life i'm living you know like i got caught up in like oh look at the i never experienced anything like this before
0: explain what that because people don't understand what you mean by that life What so, life? Are you living? okay so
5: there is a life of glam and rich riches and and um Fame, like when you have some status, it comes with stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes with access to stuff. It comes to with like this extra treatment. It comes with money. You know, I had not experienced any type of level of that, and I'm like, I've all them Disney movies are paying off. I'm living the life of the rich and famous. <laughs> Look,
1: mm, baby, that life of the rich and famous is not really what it was. So. This is our first time hearing what really was going on with Denae Jackson. You guys, she did um, a part one. Part two is getting ready to drop on the. It's called the "Dear Future Wifey" podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. Dive oh, in. It's over an hour. It's almost a two-hour-long interview. Um, mm-hmm. Couple things before I throw this to you, Egypt. super glad to hear her speak because the last time we heard from her, she was losing her mind um, and i was I was really, really, really interested in this story because of how she was on social media just spiraling out of control and a part of it was to me was why. And where are where's her community of people to say, put your phone down, grieve, go through this moment, heal, go through your pain? Because, baby, she was on social media. You couldn't understand anything she was saying because all she was doing was talking in tongues, honey. She just was reading from that Bible. You talking about somebody who was sitting alone with Jesus. She was sitting alone with Jesus and the Internet all at once. And so it was. It was very bizarre. It was just so bizarre. And to see her just have a normal conversation, I, I was like, oh, wow, she's normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's not this huge, like, Bible thumper. She can actually speak English. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not, she just doesn't speak the Old Testament. It was, it was a lot. Um But in this interview, she reveals uh, that Derek Jackson admitted to her that he had cheated on her with over 100 women in the time that they were married. Um, He talked, you know, she she talks about uh, getting into a, a confrontation with him because she asked him, like, do you believe all of this stuff, this relationship advice that you give? And she said that turned into a whole thing. So. Child, what are your thoughts on this matter? Is it time for her to come out and like have these conversations? Or, or what do you think? Like, what, 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 where does she live in all of this right now?
2: Well, I'm going to say at least she is at a point where she is accepting what's actually going on. Because when she was sitting beside him, um, I didn't, again, I didn't get too far into it. I would see a few interviews when it was going on, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh," um, I just really feel bad for her. But if she wanted to stick by her man, that's my man, and I'm sticking by his side. That's what she was given as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's she's a total and completely different person on this podcast. I didn't even notice who she was. I didn't even recognize her. She man, has a glow. Yeah, it's it's crazy that she's giving, like, night and day. She had it's this... trail. Yeah, she had this cast over her when she was... You could almost see that she was in a place where she was in shock. Like, if he ended up dead the next day, it would be because she was so shocked at, at, at learning all of these things. But they're not really learning, because if she's saying that he was on the phone during the honeymoon and all of this other kind of stuff, he never stopped. She went in the relationship knowing that he was a certain kind of guy. And I don't know that she was in a place to really... You can't change anybody. You can accept who they are and then you can just deal with that, right? And so I'm just glad that she's in a place now where she understands that she can live in her power. I think that she can 100%. make, I th- I'm, I'm going to say, go with the flow, honey. And now that you are n- not attached to him anymore, it's time to monetize that. You
1: took the words out my mouth. Okay. So yeah, for I've those been. who have not followed this story, the only reason this was a highly controversial issue is because Derek Jackson has millions of followers on Instagram, and his entire brand is about inspiring and uplifting women, particularly Black women, to say, don't be with a man who won't be like who's not great and these are all the these are all the signs of a guy who's cheating on you these are all the signs of a guy who doesn't take you serious you know all, he's the relationship guru and he's monetizing. <laughs> he wrote books he's selling books i mean he was like that go-to relationship guru and the the interesting thing is, is i had no idea who he was until all of this happened but he would do these inspirational videos like mass amounts of content and his platform totally blew up from it. And he was making a lot of money. He even had a book deal in the mist to talk about how successful his marriage is. So because he's such a hypocrite and he's literally cheating on his wife um, with hundreds of women, uh, that's why this became a story. But to your point, Egypt, I love that Danae Jackson is now... Taking taking her own lane in this right and mm-hmm. taking back the story and monetizing it for herself yeah, because reclaiming what? herself, she is reclaiming it. The news, the black news media has totally picked this story back up. Essence did an article about it, so I was like, I loved it, and I love that she selected such a great
2: platform to tell her mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that platform. Very tasteful. Very. I watch his stuff stuff all the time. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love this guy. Um, There hasn't been many things that he said that I'm just not like... Like I'm always here for him. It's not like he's like super judgmental. He just has these theories. He has people on that really know what they're talking about. And to what's um jackson i just am like i'm saying i'm glad that she's sitting in her power now and there is a time where she had to be able to process all of that stuff that was going on and that that was however long it took i guess what was that it has it been a couple of years since all of that stuff
5: happened
1: yeah so it originally dropped in 2021 the beginning of 2021 Um, and then it was, you know, I guess I, it was like a good three or four month run. And then of course it died out. And so this is, uh, you know, kind of the, the resurfacing of it in a real way. Of course he got back on Instagram. I don't know if he still does the relationship stuff. I'd love to find out. Um, but right now we're going to keep uplifting Janae Jackson and supporting her. Absolutely. If you guys don't know already, the handle is, um, Dear Future Wifey podcast. Make sure you guys go check that out. Listen and tap into this interview because it's definitely worth the listen.
2: Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm going to, to watch it.
1: I had a couple other topics I wanted to talk about, but I really want to get to this clapback, and we don't have much time. So before we do that, I just want to say um, rest in peace to Tina Turner. We lost mm. a good one. Um, she died at the age of 83, I believe, Um, Very quietly kept uh, Health complications Some health issues she was Mm -hmm. going through So you never know what anybody's going through But what a beloved black woman Um, Protect black women at all costs So this is definitely a loss To our community And so we're going to just take a quick moment of silence And honor her Ashe Okay So listen This story Control Egypt I had no idea this, this, I don't know if my timeline just feeds me this kind of like crazy, my timeline ever since I became a mom is nothing but babies (laughs) and kids. This threw me off so bad. I had to clap back at it and I had to bring it to you guys. Um, This young girl is accused of killing her newborn baby but the story is mad wild to me. I have a whole video that explains it all. There's no need in me wasting any more time. Let's watch it. We'll come back and we'll break it all down. Or not. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we're gonna let Cuddy get a second to bring that up. Let me see. Cuddy, just let me know when you have it. Listen, background story. Her name is, and I'm just going to pull up my notes then. Her name is Articia. She is a 19-year-old young woman. And I'd like to argue a kid because um, at 19, you just don't know. She's nine months pregnant and doesn't know it. She comes to the hospital because she's having extreme lower back pains. She goes into the bathroom. Okay, Cuddy's got the video. keith has got the video. All right, Cuddy, let's take a look.
3: A heartbreaking case, a mother charged with murder for the death of her newborn just minutes after the boy was born.
4: Tonight, we're seeing the moments doctors and police confronted 19-year-old Alexi Treviso in an Artesia hospital. A grim scene in January at Artesia General Hospital. She killed the kid. Yeah, how old, was the, how old was the baby? I don't know, it's full term. She just had it, she had it in the bathroom was what happened. A newborn boy found inside a trash bag in the hospital bathroom, dead from a lack of oxygen. She put the baby in the trash can and then she put another clean liner over the top of it. Lapel video shows hospital staff leading an Artesia police officer to the room of the mother 19 year old alexi treviso to break the news to treviso and her mom we
3: discovered a dead baby in the bathroom oh my gosh i'm sorry he came out of me and i didn't know what to do lexi i told you about this But i just asked you baby to tell me the truth scary.
4: nurses tell officers treviso denied being pregnant or even having sex but shortly before she locked herself in the bathroom, staff informed her she was going to have a baby. It
3: was not I what did you do to it? Okay, stop right
4: here. Confronted with a frightened teen and her mother in disbelief, the doctor needs a reminder that Treviso is legally an adult. I just need your permission to transfer her for medical. She is. She's 19. Oh, you're right. Treviso's mother trying to get answers.
3: Like, how big is the baby? It's full term. What? Nine months? Something was crying. us see. Have you watched the news of the girls that what they do to their babies and what they go to
4: jail? As officers explain, Treviso is now under investigation. You are detained. You are not free to leave at this point. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. And Treviso admits what she's done. You
3: put it in the bag? Yes. From what bag? Why did you say anything to us? Do you want to get in trouble for this now?
0: You what could get, you get in trouble for Mom. this. Week.
4: On Tuesday, Judge David Finger released Trevizo from jail pending trial, saying there's no reason to believe she's a danger to the community. He did, however, say if she got pregnant again, she would be a danger to herself and her unborn child. You are not to have a continuing personal relationship. Now, I'm going to read you that definition. Continuing personal relationship means a dating or intimate relationship. Trevizo's defense attorney has suggested the hospital is to blame for what happened.
1: Egypt.
2: What? I saw this. um, And at first I was like, this is not real. Is this real?
1: It's the, we live in a time where, I mean, we're watching all of this literally unfold. A part of me, my heart breaks for her watching that because she's so immature,
2: right? literally
1: like clueless in a sense. What happened is you guys, if you followed the video, she came into the hospital for lower back pain. The doctor said, oh no, you're pregnant and you're about to have a baby. And she says, oh, let me go use the bathroom. She locks herself in the bathroom and gives birth. The defense attorney for this young girl is saying that it's the hospital's fault somehow. I don't think the hospital is responsible. However, I'm, I'm wondering why they allowed her to stay in the bathroom for so long to give birth. And then like nobody's keeping a watchful eye on her. Um, But this is, but again, you know, she's, she's the one to blame. She put the baby in the, um, she put the baby in the bag. But if, you know, this is, this is, this is mental health for real. Like this, I'm, I'm, I'm thrown by this. Mama Harriet says she might have been raped. Honestly, when I was watching the tape, I was thinking to myself because she also tells her mom that she never had sex. Like she told her mom, I haven't, I've never had sex. I'm not having sex. So there's obviously some background that we're missing in all of this, but you made it all the way to the hospital. Why, why throw the baby away in the bathroom at the hospital? I don't get it. You did everything, you did everything, you did the right thing. You came to the hospital, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Why then say y'all, I don't, I need some
2: theories. So it's definitely her fault Putting a baby in a bag, whether she heard it, breathed, heard it, making noise or not, right? But the hospital is absolutely supposed to say, wait, you can't go to the bathroom. Wait a minute, get her. Where's her room? She's about to have a baby. On top of that, you go nine months without. No, you go nine months acting like something is not moving around in your stomach. Total and complete denial. Who she lived with, I haven't the slightest, because the mom obviously didn't notice a change in her. Like, all. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's so many, it's so many, it's so many fingers and so many like, oh my gosh, and so many... I just feel bad, I, even for the mother. And then the mother is almost like she never consoled her daughter. She never... Oh, I didn't even in notice the that. Book. She never reached out like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, my first thing would have been like, what have I done as a mother for you not to be able to come to me?
5: hmm And be
2: mm-hmm. so scared that you take and toss a baby in the track? Like
1: that, that is, that is a level of trauma that we have to, that is a level of trauma we need to address right here. Um, And Emily is speaking to, you know, there's more, there might be more to the home environment or mental health, or maybe even hormones, but we have to, there's there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a very thin line between, having open communication where your kids can feel comfortable to have conversations with you and then being their friend, right? You should not be your child's friend. You shouldn't be their homie, but you should be able to create a safe space where that they can come and have a conversation with you. You want your kids to come to you and be like, you know what? I messed up. Or, you know, I'm in this bind or I need your help. You want your kids to do that. Or if they feel like they can't come to mom, build a network of people that they can tap into. Where is the community for this girl where she felt like I can't tell anybody what's going on with me out of like your. That fearful of you didn't do it you you didn't get an abortion you didn't think about adoption you didn't get medical treatment you went all the way to the hospital and tried to make it go away. That all the way is to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, I feel so bad for her yeah I think, um you know, and I can't even say that she's lying about the fact that the baby didn't cry because they found the baby just minutes later, and they said the baby died because of a lack of oxygen, so it's it's very likely that this baby needed to get immediately on an oxygen machine and things of that nature, but she I, had I
2: no would... prenatal care she had no prenatal care the entire time. <laughs> So that's another thing in itself, but
1: Dang, this is a
2: terrible story. So she so a mom loses her grandchild and her daughter all in the same swoop. Like and and
1: to your point, the first thing she said to her was like, Don't you see this on TV? Like she went straight into reprimanding. It was, yeah. it was I think the mother also was shocked. And you know, and in those moments, you just gotta be mindful of like what what is where am I gonna go with this? You know, because the mom essentially just turned her into police. I mean, it's not like they were all there in in the same
2: moments, but
1: I don't know how to miss that.
2: I'm still the mother that's giving now, I don't know about a baby, but I'm still going to protect my child as best I know how, even in that instance. She. It was almost like she was. T- they don't have a good relationship. You could just tell the energy was off. That re- yeah. she was very distant. She was almost like. And this girl had something that's is not ex- connecting. Yeah, that is something that
1: that's an extreme action. That's an extreme. It's Level crazy. of like, I cannot go home with this baby. Like, I have to pretend that this just did not happen. And so, there is, listen, we, we living in some
2: strange times, Egypt. What? What? We, we I mean, all times. I can think about was Brenda had a baby. Like, this song comes up. When I heard that song when I was little, it was, it scared me. Yeah. Like, just the lyrics. She didn't know what to do with the baby. She didn't know to throw away or to keep her. She wrapped her the baby up and put her in the trash. Like I'm getting chills just thinking about that. Like it's oh no God. way in the world. It's, it's no crazy. way. You know
1: it's they crazy. they have something new. They have something new. So if you guys know any. Listen, if you're a mom to be that doesn't want to be a mom to be tap into other resources so that you can move out of that. If you're not ready to be a parent, don't be a parent. Simple as that. And they have this new thing at firehouses where it's like a like a baby drop off. So, you know, people used to drop yeah. babies off at the firehouse when they you know didn't they want to have them. a baby. Um, But now it's like a chute. So they pull it down and it's like a little crib and they put them in there and it's like a warmer and then you push it up and it rings an alarm in the firehouse and the, the, you know, the fire department will take the baby and you can go and move on anonymously and no one will ever know.
2: Yeah. And I think I feel like some little tab or something comes out with it or something. I'm not sure. I feel like I saw that when I was looking at it, but I was like, that is genius. It's a genius way for nobody to really be held responsible for, you know, it's somebody there to take care of the child. If you no longer feel like you can do it, but yeah. even still like the, the, the daughter had that there. I don't, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I don't know. And then deal with whatever comes afterwards. She was too scared to even deal with that. Like, mm-hmm.
1: We got to we got to give our kids the skills. You know, she's 19. And I felt like she was 14 watching that. Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: <sighs> All right, Egypt. Well, that's our show. We just did a whole hour. Thank you so that was much. Fast. It was fast. You, you see, can be. Navigating these yes. we navigating through this, baby. Well, look, when you're not here on Clapback Culture, where can they find you?
2: Uh, I am on Instagram, Egypt, E-G-Y-P-T, like the country, dot, uh, me, A-M-I, at, oh, just Egypt, on um, me. And then my website is Egypt, on um, dot com. So you can reach me at those two places. I hope to hear from you guys. This was a lovely evening. Um, thank you for having me.
1: Good. Well, we'll definitely make sure to have you back. So, all right, y'all, you know where you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. Please pull up. Follow me. Let me know what you want to talk about next week. Until then, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, salute to all our fallen soldiers and thank you for serving our country. Um, until then, let's chop it up next week. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace.